What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Well, welcome everyone to today's podcast. Um, Nick's call this, uh, he calls this Freescape and that we get to pick our favorite passage that's helped us uh, uncover the mystery or seeing Jesus more clearly. My name is uh, Ray Moss. I serve as the Senior Associate Pastor at New Vision. Uh, certainly want to thank you for tuning in to these podcasts, and, and we always pray that they are as life-changing to you as they are to us. Uh, trying, you know, trying to narrow down a passage that has meant the most to me in understanding uh, Jesus. That's really it has been challenging, as you may expect. But, you know, I'm not sure this passage is my all-time favorite, but it certainly is in, in this season of my life. So I'm going to be reading from Galatians chapter 5, uh, verse 13 through 26 uh, from, uh, from the CSB uh, version. For you were called to be free, brothers and sisters. Only don't use the freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another in love. The whole law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbors as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out, or you'll be consumed by one another. I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you, you don't do what you want. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I'm warning you about these things, as I warned you before, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. You know, this this passage, uh, gosh, it does a lot, but I'll tell you one of the things the passage does, it really gives us clarity on God's character and, and even his purpose for our lives and what hinders us from, from really from believers fulfilling his ultimate purpose in us and living in victory. You know, the entire book of Paul, uh, the entire book from Paul, as well as this chapter uh, five, is written to believers. Now, like all like the letter of Hebrews, we're dealing with the first generation Christians that are that are falling back into some old ways and old covenant rather than this new covenant of grace. I like to call it going back to Egypt, which is what we what we do all the times. Uh, we think the golden calf episode is crazy. After all, God did bring them uh, to that point, and and but they get impatient, build themselves a little G God that somehow will make them feel better or secure. So. Uh, Paul Paul really is writing to a church of new believers that are they're wanting to go back to works type faith. It's uh, it's what they were accustomed to, and more importantly, something they could control uh, back to a contract rather than a than a covenant relationship. 
Verse 13 is repeating a common phrase in this book. You are called to be free. But here he says, but don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh. So, so it indicates he's speaking to believers, but it also says to us as born-again, new creations, children of God, can at times be influenced by our flesh. Verse 14, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. It's, it's through love that we serve one another. Now, that's, <coughs> that's not complicated, is it? I, I love what uh, Dallas Willard says. He says, you can measure your spiritual maturity of a person. Uh, by how much they love their enemies. That, that's strong. That's strong. Verse 16, Paul now begins to show the two different ways we can allow our, our desires to take us. There's the desires of the flesh, and they're really against the desires of the Spirit. They're opposed to each other, not compatible. Uh, like Paul in Romans, the flesh can, can keep me from doing the things I want to do. But, but we're told to walk by the Spirit because we're in the Spirit. Let's try to understand the flesh. If we're putting it off, then let's let's have a good understanding of what it is. The simple definition for me, I, I use as a self-directed life or something that's opposed to God. Getting my needs met with my own abilities, using my mind, will, and emotions. Uh, another definition one person wrote, it's the condition where my focus is primarily on myself, where I'm living out of my own resources in order to cope and deal with life, solve problems, meet my needs, and find my worth. We see this in the garden with Adam and Eve. Uh, every sin is ultimately man moving away from God. It's, it's, it's moving in a self-directed life. The golden calf scene in Exodus, as I mentioned earlier, uh, a great, great example I love Jeremiah 2.13. I don't know if there's a better definition of flesh than uh, God speaking through Jeremiah. He says, My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cistern, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Uh, can't, can't be a better definition of, of flesh than that. Sins always begin, sin always begins by forsaking the Father. Uh, not believing and trusting in his words and direction of our life. These, these always go hand in hand. You forsake God, then you work to fulfill what, that, what only he can give you, and that's living water. The substitute, uh, God will not, uh, the substitute for God will not hold water. That's really what I want to say. The works of the flesh is why we uh, really, you get to think about it's why we're uncomfortable with solitude. A lot of people, I find or really can't be still and quiet, um, or even sleep. The flesh only has so much strength. Maybe, maybe that's really why God invented sleep. We're never more helpless than when we are asleep. In fact, what keeps us from sleep so many times, other than crying babies, um, we're still trying to cope with this world instead of trusting an almighty God. We're still working it in our mind. If my worthiness does not come from God, what he says about me, what he has done for me, then I'm going to seek it out in other places. My flesh is going to take over. Even as Christians, we tend to go back just like the Israelites. The patterns we have learned early in life to get those needs met, we can go back to them. How we get our love, how, how we our worthiness, acceptance, security even, those things God gave Adam and Eve in the garden, yet they wanted something else. They wanted something more. Verse 19, the works of the flesh are evident. Uh, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, adultery, 
Uh, in fact, he, he ends by saying, and things like this, he, he runs out of space, I guess. It's just he could have gone on and on. And you can see how the flesh works uh, by Paul's words he uses. It's the works of the flesh. In other words, it comes from our abilities rather than fruit of the Spirit. So we, so we get an idea of God's purpose from this. Uh, knowing that God's Spirit wants to produce fruit in us helps us understand an even bigger truth we know that the belief uh, that the chief end of man is to glorify the Father, our Creator. But how does that happen? What does God want from me? What is His ultimate goal and purpose? We have to get this right. A lot of good things we do. We serve, we obey, we give. Uh, but how do we glorify Him? Romans eight twenty eight and 29. We are called according to His purpose to be conformed to the likeness of His Son. 2 Corinthians 4, 10 and 11. We're always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may be revealed in our mortal body. Whoever abides in me, John 15, 5 says, Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. So these passages, as well as what he's saying about the fruit of the Spirit, he wants to live his life through us. That is his ultimate purpose. Um, but we also see uh, see some character of God here. What's really cool about these verses, we get the, this picture, really, of who God is and his fruit. The fruit, not works of the Spirit, uh, the fruit rather than the works of the is of the Spirit is, is, let me say that again, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. But this is his fruit. It's his character as well. You know, we could easily say, God is love. God is peaceful. God is patient. Yes, he is. Uh, God is full of goodness. He's, he's gentle. He's always self-controlled. That is a beautiful picture uh, of who God is uh, because this is his fruit. He's bearing it in our life. Um, I tell myself this often as well in counseling others. Take your thoughts captive, as Paul says, and weigh your thoughts and actions. Are they flesh or are they spirit-led? If I just slow down, uh, most of the time it's very, very clear which it is. Our good Father who loves and uh, who is love and patient with us, He so wants us as His children to walk out of our true identity. That is one who walks by the Spirit. We glorify God and we live in the freedom and victory He gives His children. Well, Father, thank You for this uh word that truly, truly uncovers the mystery of your grace. I pray, Father, that in your power, you help us renew our minds and have the same mind as you, that we would, we would see and submit to the Spirit that wants to bear your fruit. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks again, guys, for listening. Uh, you're in for a real treat and blessing as we continue looking and uncovering the mystery, uh, seeing Jesus more clearly. Goodbye. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.